Thanks, guys. Um, I'm not going to share too much this morning because it's the important stuff's already been said. But I do, I do, I, I do have a word um, that I believe that God's asked me to share on obedience today, and it's, it's been confirmed a number of times this week. And uh, oh, thanks, Carrie. Yeah, another confirmation there. Because you know we have been talking about repentance uh, of recent weeks, and um, and a few weeks ago, Joel hit on this amazing point that. You know, this relationship between forgiveness and repentance, um, that, that forgiveness is, is what happens, you know, if, in the past and repentance is what happens in the future. You know, the straightest line between two points, um, forgiveness and repentance. As we receive forgiveness, as we, as we come to a place of repentance, of starting afresh, of correcting the tangent in our lives, then we, we are set on a new trajectory. And I just want to say this morning, just very briefly, that I believe that as forgiveness and repentance are in operation, it's actually a obedience that, that is a vehicle that takes us towards that repentance, towards that new trajectory. And, uh, and, and obedience is what the Lord calls us to. And, uh, and as it so happened, I, I checked out the synagogue readings for, for this weekend. Yeah. All right. And um, and it's all about it's all those early chapters in Deuteronomy. You know, when 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 the Lord has got the 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 community of Israel there at the mountain, and He's delivering uh, delivering the law, the Ten Commandments, and uh, is talking about obedience and the blessing that is uh, that goes along with obedience. If if you walk in such and such a way, then this will happen. You can expect this. But if you walk in such in this way, then you, you watch out. You know, it's not going to end well for you guys. Okay. So whilst and, and we heard from <laughs> from Steve this morning about you know the, those readings from Exodus, I am the Lord, and the promise that he, that he made, and he always fulfills his promises. He is so faithful, uh, but we have a part to play in stepping out and walking in obedience. Yeah. Um, it's it's a measure of disciple making when Jesus gave the great commission. Uh, to to his disciples as he was leaving, you know, um, what did he say? You know, go go and make disciples of all nations, um, baptizing them, and what teaching them to obey everything I have taught you. And and I think often in the church we we miss out on that emphasis on obedience. You know, we we teach good good doctrine, good theology, we have good worship experiences. We but but the actual stepping into obedience and actually doing. Uh, what we're called to do uh, is, is some, we sometimes overlook that, hey, or we go soft on that, and and you know, on the same heart of Joel, when it comes to the, when it comes to the masks, when it comes to complying, you know, sometimes we think, and and we are, you know, in in this world right now, you know, there's half of us that are kind of we've got to be a, we've got to be subject to rulers and authorities. Around us, it's what God's put in. So we've got to follow the letter of the law at every point. You know, we've got, and then we've got the other extreme over here that says, you know, let's just rebel. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Um, forget it. All right. And and in the in the middle, we're, we're finding our way. What it is it? What is it to walk in obedience in in everything that God calls us to walk into? How how can I obey Christ in every area of my life? Um, I was also reminded of the story of Jackie Pullinger this week. 
And some of you would have heard of her as a, as a young teen, a uh, new Christian. She just in faith got on a ship and just prayed for God to lead her. She ended up in, in, the, in the slums of Hong Kong, what they call the walled city, which is full of drug dealers and, and prostitutes. And, and she writes that she just felt called to this people. It wasn't that it was a nice place. She just had this, this compassion in her heart to serve the needs of these, of these people who are lost and broken. And she did that back in like in 1967 or something. She's been she's been at it for decades and decades and decades, bringing the kingdom of God uh, into the walled city. And she famously says, you know, I believe that God calls us to have soft hearts and hard feet. The trouble with many Christians today is that they have hard hearts and soft feet. (laughs) And I just hear that quote and I think, wow, to have a soft heart is the attitude of repentance isn't it? It's to be, to, to surrender, to say, God, I submit to you afresh. Soften my heart. I, I surrender and I repent of this tangent, this trajectory, and I want to align it with you. And then walking out in obedience gives us those hard feet. <laughs> and not all of us are going to be called to somewhere as extreme as the walled city of Hong Kong. But we all have a calling on our life. We are all are called to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, to implement the words, the works, and the ways of Jesus in our lives, in our own contexts, and to be faithful in that. And that's where this nature of obedience uh, comes in. So I just, I just want to encourage us to walk in obedience. And, and, you know, with the masks, the Lord, as in worship today, the Lord showed me that this is my prayer shawl now. <laughs> This is my prayer shawl because I've, I've never been able to worship and sing with a mask before. Um, but even through the week, he reminded me again too, through Coles, through the week, I was wearing one of these things and I hate them. I hate them. But through Coles, I was walking through and just praying in the spirit and just worshipping. And, you know, it's, it's almost like there's a hidden place <laughs> behind there. And, and people can't see your lips move so much. You know, you get a few funny looks when they come within that distance that they can hear you. But as, as you're worshipping and as you're praying. And so, you know, when the world, when the state gives us lemons, let's make lemonade, guys. Let's find a way through and bring glory to God even in the foolishness. Even in the foolishness. So this is my prayer shawl. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and uh, I'll... I, I did want to touch on um, John fourteen fifteen, but Joel, you've already you've already shared it. You know, it's if you love me, you will obey my commands. Jesus said, "If you love me, you will keep my commands. Remain in me, yeah, and you will bear much fruit." And then and then he's and then he gets to what his commands are. This is my command: that you love one another, that you love each other. And and so there's this flow. There's this flow that as we as we remain in Him. Our remaining in him is, is, is what fuels our ability to keep his commands, to walk in obedience. Hear me when I say, when I'm talking about obedience, that it's not all on our shoulders, that it's not a weight that we cannot bear because we are born of the Holy Spirit. We are of the new covenant. We're in Christ, in his life, in us. It is that which gives us strength to follow strength to walk in obedience it's that which which 
which allows us the grace to come back and say, Lord, I've gone off on a tangent again. I repent. Give me your words. Give me your ways to, to obey, to follow your commands. And, uh, and as Jesus is, is speaking to his disciples in those final moments there in John's gospel, how does he sum up his commandments? Let's love each other. The, the synagogue reading um, for this week in, in those verses from Deuteronomy is wrapped up then in the Shema. You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, body, mind and spirit. Jesus echoed this, didn't he, in the, in the Gospels. The greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with everything you've got. The second greatest is to love your neighbour as you love yourself. So we have the, the, the greatest commandments and, and the great commission linked in here. You know, teach them to obey all that I have instructed you. Work in hand, hand in hand. Yeah. This was, um, you know, when, when the, I felt the Lord asking me to speak on obedience, there was another challenge and it was like, you know, that little voice that says, oh, you, you don't always walk in obedience. <laughs> You've got this and this and this. And you remember that time? And, uh, and so I almost kind of... And so, you know, we don't set ourselves up as the perfect example <laughs> of this. And, and Echo and Joel, as, as we, re- we repent, as we say, yeah, okay, we haven't... We've, you know, sown confusion. We haven't got it clear with you guys. We're working it out as we go as well. But as we do that, we get to practice kindness to one another. Another thing that, that Joel said a few weeks ago that stuck with me is that, that God speaks to us. Um, he speaks to us in truth and, and mercy. He speaks truth to us. He speaks mercy to us. His love language to us is, is truth and mercy. And I believe our love language back to him is repentance and obedience. If you love me, you will keep my commands. Jesus said. So we show our love for him through repentance and obedience. And as we do, our love language to one another is truth and mercy. We speak truth, not facts. We speak truth. We call out identity. We speak mercy to one another. We keep short accounts. Another way of looking at it is um, Romans 1. You know, it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance God's kindness to us leads us to repentance. Our repentance then follows through in obedience as we walk out his commands. And our obedience then gets, gets expressed in our kindness to one another. Love one another as I have loved you. This is my commandment, Jesus said. So a measure of our obedience to Christ is our love for one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. It's a tool of evangelism, us loving on each other, us showing kindness to one another. Mask, no mask, vaccine, no vaccine, whatever that looks like, no matter where you line up on that spectrum. And we're not always going to get agreement in that. It's not even the most important question. The most important question is, how can I show love to you? How can we love one another? How can our love for one another, even someone who who has totally different 
opinions on different issues to me, how can that then become an expression and, and, and a witness to the world that is watching, that's looking for sense, that's looking for hope, that's looking for a community that knows how to love even when the world's going to crap? Absolute. And it's not yet. You know. We're not there yet. So it's training. This is training. We've got to learn how to love one another, guys. I did 10 years of high school chaplaincy. I, I had been a pastor. I've shared this before. Burned out on religion, religious people. Myself, I was one of them. <laughs> Went into chaplaincy, school, high school chaplaincy. Got immediately just thrown into this, this world of brokenness and lostness and, and just this wonderful expression of being able to love on people who know no better. <laughs> And just be, just be with people in the darkest moments and bring light and love. Sometime later, I felt the Lord was calling me back into pastoral ministry, back into church ministry. And, and two things happened. One is my spirit leapt. The other one was the argument. Oh, no, God. <laughs> not, not in that setting again. But then the Lord showed me. John 13, John 14, John 15. By this all men will know if you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. And I realise that it's easy to love the lost. It's easy to love the broken. It's easy to love those who, who we don't expect much from. When we come into the church, we expect more from one another, don't we? We expect us to have it together somewhat. <laughs> and we are. We're getting, but with the help of God, we're on the way. <laughs> we're being sanctified, redeemed, glorified. But we've still got some brokenness going on. And so we need, I need, a great big dose of humility, of kindness, of love in action, one for another, so that the world may know we are his disciples. I was at a wedding yesterday, and... Um, the mother of the groom, uh, as part of her speech, no, actually it was during the ceremony she read these verses and, and they just sum up what we're talking about and it's, it's a few verses in Colossians 3. Um, but I'm just going to close with these words and then ooh, I just feel to ask to, um, I just feel to invite you to um, get on your knees Get on our knees together, if you're able to, if you've got space. Uh, and, and, I, and I think that, yeah, I think that after I've read this, I will allow a few moments of silence for you just to do business with the Lord. And then I'm going to pray. So this is Colossians 3. Since then, you have been raised with Christ... Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. 
Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. And I just want us to take a few moments just in, in stillness and, uh, and, yeah, just do some business with the Lord right now.
Father, where would we be without your love? You spared nothing, Lord. You spared nothing for us. Father, we come to you today as your sons, as your daughters, as the ones made alive in your spirit. We come to you today, Lord God, with no condemnation, Father, for we are in Christ Jesus. We come to you today, Lord God, as, as those alive in your spirit, Lord, seeking the fullness of our God. Thank you for your promise, Lord God, to fill us afresh. And so, Lord, as we confess to you, as we repent, Lord God, as we bring our stuff to you, Father God, whether large or small, Lord, immediate, historical or in the future, Lord God, we, we just bring it all to you, confident, Lord God, that you who have begun a good work in us will carry it on to completion. And, Lord, we ask... By your, by your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would give us the wherewithal <laughs> to follow through, Lord God, to walk in obedience, to do the things that you're calling us to do, to walk in the ways that you're calling us to walk, Father God, to, to treat each other, Lord God, and, and those in the world, Father God, in the way that you're calling us to do so, Lord, with compassion and kindness and love, Lord. We put all of these things on, Father God, and, and where they've been lacking in my life, in our lives, Lord God, uh, we just come to you afresh, Lord. We repent, Lord God. We, we want to walk in your ways so much, so much clearer, Lord. Yeah. Thank you for your promise to never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you for your promise, Lord, that it's your love, Lord, the love of God. Nothing shall ever separate us from your love, Lord God. Thank you for your promise, Lord, of your Holy Spirit that fills us and, and, and guides our steps and leads us, Father God, to leads us to, Lord, make amends for the things that we need to make amends for, to bring reconciliation, forgiveness where you're calling us to, Father, to step into that gap. And, Father, where there's been any division or any difficulty, Father God, amongst relationships here in the house right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we, we repent and we close that gap with the authority you've given to us today, Lord. We shut off any division in Jesus' name. And as we each remain in you, Lord Jesus, as we abide in you, as we find our strength in you, as we look to you, each one, thank you for the blessed unity that comes. Thank you, Lord God. Where would we be without your love? How we love you, Lord. And we ask, Father God, that you would take this congregation, this community of believers from strength to strength, Lord. We ask, Lord God, that we would be known by the fruit of your love. We ask, Lord God, that in this community, Father, that there would be kindness and gentleness and compassion expressed and, and witnessed, Lord God, that it would become an evangelistic tool in your hands, Lord God, to draw many men and women and children into your love, into your loving community, Father through the witness, through the expression of Flame Tree Baptist Church. We surrender to you, Lord Jesus, Lord of our church. We surrender to you.
and we submit to you this day. In Jesus' name, amen.